All right, welcome to another edition of the Big Blue Report featuring that guy, two-time Super Bowl champion, former defensive captain of New York football giants, Giants legend, and one of the best damn owners of a food truck you could probably find today serving jerk chicken. That's right, Jonathan Casillas. The Professor Ryan Darlington, BackSportsPage.com, of course. Randy Zelli from BackSportsPage.com. Guys, Giants football. The light is at the end of the tunnel. I don't know where that <laughs> I don't know where that tunnel is going to lead us to, whether it's the playoffs, the draft, or the JC's food truck. You just don't know. But guess what? Listen, There's a light. Okay. <laughs> it could be the sun. It could be a freight train. We'll see. It, you just or it could just be a back truck hitting you. It could you be. Just know, which could be known as the Eagles defense. You just don't know. But uh, <laughs> but with that, with that being said, boys, the bye week is over. Uh the Giants. You know, went on the bye on a good note against the uh, New England Patriots two weeks ago. A lot of questions. I think the Giants are starting to have more questions than they do have answers at this point. Uh, Joe Shane at the beginning of the bye week went to the media and said, hey, looking forward to seeing Daniel back. He didn't really emphasize whether it was going to be with the Giants or not. But he said, hey, he's looking forward to seeing him back. And there's a lot. Yeah, just, right. Yeah, yeah just, right. Seriously. Yeah, he... <laughs> And he said he didn't want to obviously discuss contracts with uh, upcoming free agents. JC, you've been in this league for a long time. You've had a lot of bye weeks, and you've had a, heard of a lot of GMs sort of do the State of the Union with the media. How did Joe Shane handle this one, knowing that it's not the same situation as it was last year? Uh, I mean, as good as you can handle it. I think uh, upstairs they're doing a good job and kind of weathering the storm because expectations were very high this year. I think – we all got gut punched in reality that first Sunday night uh, opening weekend against Dallas, 40 to zero at home. You know, for me, that was kind of like, all right, let me just lower my expectations a little bit because uh, the Giants overachieved last year. That's for sure. And I think they're they're paying for it uh, from, I guess, fan appreciation and, and even just respect throughout the league in terms of how people are covering the Giants. But for me, I turned it off. <laughs> I turned off my expectations after week one. And then after that, I was like, all right, now I can see this a little bit more objectively and stop looking at it so subjectively. You know what I mean? I'm looking at it for what it is. And at the end of the day, the Giants are locked in with Daniel Jones for another year. That's objectively that they're locked in unless they're going to try to move this contract, which I don't think that's going to happen. So they're locked in with Daniel Jones. And another fact, Daniel Jones may not be healthy next year. That's he's going, you know, he had ACL surgery. So the possibility of him playing next year, I think is high. The possibility of him starting the year as a starting quarterback, I think is extremely low, given that he might have, might not even be healthy for training camp. So those are things that uh, Joe Shane, Dayball, they will have to address, you know, and it's not moving on from Daniel Jones, but it's, I think, positioning yourself. If Daniel Jones is not there as a starter, on week one, you have to have a quarterback in place. I think right now, giving Tommy DeVito the nod, and the surprising thing for me, fellows, this week was he announced that Tommy DeVito was starting on Tuesday, which any other week would have been on a Monday, which is very early. Mm -hmm. And the only time he's done something like that, he never gives anybody any information, especially in regards to starting, playing, and injuries. Uh, if you guys remember, the only time he ever did it was when Daniel Jones – got healthy for the first time. The first time he came back, uh, what is this, the strained neck. When he when he strained his neck, the first time he came back, as soon as he got healthy, he announced him as a starter earlier in the week. And I feel like he doesn't really do that. 
And I think he's doing that to say Tommy DeVito is going to be our guy this year so we can evaluate him. Maybe not the last part, but I kind of put that on there. But it's definitely to evaluate Tommy yeah. DeVito to see what the Giants have moving forward. 100%. And I mean, that's and that's the whole question, right? What happens after this season? We know we know where we stand for the remainder of this season. And God help us if Tommy goes down, I'm going to knock on wood, left, right, and center, all over the place. But the question becomes at that point, depending on how Tommy does throughout the remainder of the season, and this is a supremely evaluative uh, part of the year for him, we have to see what we've got going up against and, and winning against uh, the Patriots, going up against and winning against the Commanders, that was great. But they're not super high-caliber teams. And I you know, I don't think anybody really knows what you have until you put them through the grinder and see what happens. Um, so now that there's a greater amount of familiarity with him and with the, the team overall and he can move forward, how does he do these last five or six, five games I think is left? And that's what's going to help make your decision about whether you draft a quarterback, right? Do you do you actually, if you've got somebody that's competent, right, that is able to uh, be your backup, do you need a first-round draft pick? I mean, per perhaps once Daniel's gone, if Tommy's done a really good job, maybe he becomes the starter uh, because he's already got a leg up on any undrafted or any uh, rookie that would be coming in, right? He's already got NFL playing time, already got a training camp, already got NFL experience. So, there's a lot of questions, like you said, Randy, there are a lot of questions, but at least at this point in time, we have more options than we did, say, two or three weeks ago. And Brian, real quick, Randy, uh, I think it'll go one of two ways. If the Giants don't win another game because mm -hmm. the Giants, they're playing a really good Packer team that's in the playoff hunt. Uh, Jordan Love has been playing very well. Uh, the Saints are up and down, you know, and, and they're going down in New Orleans. It gets ugly down there in the Superdome sometimes for New York. Um, <laughs> but if they can't figure out how to win one game, mm -hmm. maybe one to save Tommy DeVito, maybe one, maybe two, definitely two, excuse me, if they get two uh, out down the stretch. And what, what that will also do, if, if Tommy DeVito is able to win two or three games, I don't know how, but if he's able to do that, the Giants will, will potentially slide out of the top 10 in the draft, right? So if they, they're able to – if Tommy DeVito is able to win a couple games, I don't think the Giants are going to be in contention for one of those top two quarterbacks in the draft this year. Mm. But if he if he doesn't do well, if he stinks it up, I don't think they're going to play Tyrod unless he really, really yeah. struggles. Yep. Uh, because right. Tommy DeVito, he, he's not making mistakes even though he's not playing – at the elite level or or even as a good quarterback quite yet. He's had flashes of, you know, of being really good. You know, his pocket awareness needs to increase, but he, he can extend the pocket. Sometimes he waits a little too. You know, we could go on and on about, you know, his development, but these last five games is, is going to be basically dependent on him, on how well he does, if he can win a couple games, because if he wins a couple games, I mean he's played probably decently well. He wouldn't yep. he wouldn't turn the ball over, and yep. the Giants are going to slide back in the draft, and that's going to I think it's going to take away from the potential quarterbacks at the top of the draft that we're, they're they're going to be going like the top three or four picks, yep. and I don't think the Giants are going to try to move up to get one of those guys. Agreed. Probably move back possibly, yep. depending on where they land at to get some more you know draft stock. But that's how I see it playing out. If Tommy DeVito could win a couple of games, I think he's safe because he'll be able to move the, the Giants back 
of drafting a guy. And you you got a guy that won. It'd be if he wins a couple, that means he won four games this year. Yep. Yep. If, yeah. he, if he wins a couple, he, that it puts him at four, mm-hmm. which is I take a quarterback that only started what six, seven, eight, would yeah. eight games. Yeah, and, and one four of them. Sure, you know, four and eight. I'll take sure. that. 100%. You know, and 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 moving forward, the, the the question about Tyrod is, I think his health over his history of his career has so many times preventing him from being a starting quarterback. And I think sure. this was another time, Tommy DeVito, you know, stepped up, and and they, I think they want to evaluate him because they know what yes. who Tyrod is exactly. And as of right now, it's like. Oh. Do we take Tyrod and possibly win a game? Do we take Tommy DeVito possibly win a game? We're not going to have Tyrod next year, and we could right. possibly have him next year. So I think yeah. that's what the Giants are trying to figure out right now, and that's why Tommy DeVito is getting a nod. And those and, are the parameters that I think is going to happen. And not only that, but from also from a business side too, it's a lot cheaper to have Tommy DeVito than it is sure. to have Tyrod. Taylor. Of course. How much, how much Tyrod was getting this year? I, I Three, believe it. Four, I think it was five? I think it was like three or four million dollars, yeah, and yeah. I and I also just want to throw one other thing too. Uh, if not that you want a scoreboard watch and hope anyone to win or lose, Patriots helped our cause this past week mm-hmm. by beating the Steelers on Thursday Night Football. Again, if the Giants don't win another game, and the Patriots win one more, we're we're the Giants are in a good position. Mm-hmm. The Giants are in a good position because them like the Cardinals, the Cardinals seem still seem committed to Kyler Murray. Yeah. And the Panthers don't seem like they're going to take another quarterback, mm-hmm. but they don't have that pick anyway. I think Ryan, you're the one who told me right. The correct, the Bears have that pick this year. I believe that's right because they okay. because of the trade that they did. Previously. Right. So so now the Bears have a question of whether they want to keep Justin Fields or go somewhere or go a different yeah. direction. So if the Giants could get slotted in that third, fourth, or even fifth pick, then they have a lot of questions. They have there's a lot more questions than they have answers to. Yep. Yeah. The guy that you, I want them to take. It's going to be later in the in the draft anyway, right? Right. Well, I, I said it a few weeks ago. Michael Penix is the guy I'd love to see in Giants blue, but that's another conversation. Yeah, <laughs> and I also and I think the most important thing right now too is take away from the quarterback position. You have a lot of other guys right now. Yes, the season has not gone what it's supposed to be. They're only two games out of the playoffs, which is even the scarier part. That's but crazy. That's the scary part of the whole entire thing. But now you have guys who are trying to get as much film of themselves on tape. In mm-hmm. case they're not bought back, because you now have guys playing for their jobs, and that's the that's the big thing. You look at a lot of guys who had quote unquote high expectations on them from the beginning of the season. Guys like McKinney, mm-hmm. guys, you know, obviously the Saquon question is going to be there, but you have other players now. Look, you have a wide receiver room that you stocked up this year. You're going to have to trim some of that down because there's a lot of for money sure. in that room, yep. and that's money that that money should go into the offensive line. That's where that money really has to go. So here's the other thing that I that I think um, needs to change uh, about the Giants organization. And I hate saying this because I have the utmost respect for Bobby Johnson and the work that he's done. But we have shown an inability to draft and um, what's the word? Uh, progress high uh, high levels of talent. Develop talent. Thank yeah. you. Uh, develop talent along the uh, on, along the offensive line. Right. Um, I mean, this has just been a revolving door for years and years and years and years and years. All of the tape was there on Evan. All of the tape was there on, you know, Eric Flowers. Right. And he's actually playing pretty well for 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 Miami at this point. You know, I I just have to feel like, you know, we can keep it's almost like we keep banging our head against the wall 
when we draft these guys really, really high, but then we can't develop them into the players that they're supposed to be. And I wonder if part of the evaluation needs to include that line, that line coaching staff. Mm. Oh, I hear you. Uh, that's a, that's a good, that's a good assessment. And uh, like, I just don't know because how many different regimes have been here over the last, you know, 10 years. But Bobby's uh, been the line coach for God, long time, long time. Hadn't he? He wasn't there when I was there. Mm. <laughs> you know, so my, my thing is, is it's, you know, uh, when you have, you, you're Joe, Shane, put yourself in Joe Shane's shoes, right? He's already done a, a good enough job to where, like coming in and going to the playoffs and winning a playoff game in his first year as a GM and, and with Dayball, uh, you figured out who your quarterback was, you signed your running back. Like there is no way he didn't have confidence that he's doing the right thing. Like yeah, he, right. he knows what he's doing. It's it's going to work out because it's, it has worked out. Uh, and Andrew Thomas has been the last recent high draft pick and and when we, he went, he struggled his rookie year too. So sure. it's not, you know, what I'm saying like it's not really. You can't really. I, I don't think as as Joe Shane, you can't really look at it and be like, oh, we got to figure something out with this O line. If in recent memory is like the last O lineman that we took very high besides Neil was Andrew Thomas, and he's worked out very well. Yeah, he did work out all right. Thomas, you know, yeah. and 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 it Maybe took a little bit of time. Ago. It took a little time, so you you got to think that's fresh in his memory, and also the active part of hey, we just we just won a playoff game last year. It's something the Giants ain't done in over ten years, you sure. know. So he's doing something right. So I wouldn't think that he would think that it's something that he's doing wrong or no, his coaching staff is doing wrong. I think he's he, it needs time, you know. Like Evan Neal, the question about him is you know he's struggling right now. The big question is can he play right tackle? Right. right. That's the question. That's a huge question they're going to have to answer, because if they move him to guard, then it's a question of can he play guard? Because right. when, if, if you say he can't play right tackle, it's not he's done in the league. He's not because he's so high of a draft pick. You know, like some guys, they can't play tackle with a position they're in and they're done. Right. Evan Neal, if he can't play tackle, he's going to have a chance to play guard. So they have some time to figure out what they're going to do with him. The question is, I think we're all going to ask is, if the Giants don't pick a quarterback, who are they going to draft in that first round? Yeah, That's right. a huge question. And everybody, what I'm hearing from you guys and what everybody's basically saying is that they should go tackle or, or some type of lineman to strengthen old lineman. But what you're saying is it hasn't worked out given Evan Neal. I mean, I wouldn't – McKeithen, like you could throw other guys in there mm -hmm. and I mm -hmm. hear you, but you got to think Andrew Thomas is not that that long ago. No, you're not. You're right. No. You're right. And, you know? and, 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 you know, JMS is still developing and there's a whole bunch of – yeah, there's right. definitely but, uh, evidence. Go ahead. Sorry. But, but, goes, but also goes to what I had been preaching for the last year and a half. Your goal is not 2023. Your goal is to develop that line and the growing pains that's going to come with it to mm. have 2024, 2025. <clears throat> Look, Andrew Thomas's second year was not a solid year either. So again, you weren't expecting the rash of injuries. You weren't expecting to call Justin Pugh off the couch to come <laughs> in and help and help rally the couch. Yeah, off straight the couch. off the couch. Straight off the couch to help rally this offensive line, which since he has gotten there has looking looked a lot better. You know, yeah. it, it, you know, and you know, I want to throw a name out there. I wouldn't say a lot, but 
Oh, right. From where it was to where it is now, hey, we're all running in the same direction. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Look, at, at the end of the day, we, we have to also remember there was a name who Giants fans ridiculed and were hoping a piano would fall on his head. And that's the, <laughs> and that's the name of Eric Flowers. Right. Eric Flowers is having a pretty damn good career now. And he's been down in Miami and he's contributing heavily. Sometimes yeah. a person might just need a, a change of scenery and a little less reporters around them. Just throwing yep. that out there. No, you're absolutely right. JC's frozen. JC's frozen. Fro yeah, I know. He's, 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 he's so happy with what we just said. You can't wipe that smile off his face. Continually happy. Yeah. Continually, continuously happy. happy. That man That's is right. continuously happy. That's right. That's right. That's right. So uh, I mean, look, I think the point is, I think the point is well taken. There are a number of areas of need that we absolutely know that we have. Um, we're not entirely sure. I think it's a little bit. I mean, as much as much fun as the prognostication is, right? I think we're a little bit early talking about the draft here because we don't know. We don't know if we're going to need to be in the market for a quarterback. We don't know if we're going to be uh, in the market. Well, we do know that we're going to be in the market for an interior lineman or two. Um, <clears throat> but at the end of the day, how we spend our first pick, how we spend that first two, whether we trade back, whether we trade up, whether we keep it and, and roll with – you know, whoever uh, is going to be determined by what happens the next five games. Um, yeah. You know, I, I think uh, I think this next five games is an incredible opportunity for the Giants to uh, see what they've got and tr try different stuff, tinker with things. Right? I, yes. I would love to see them move um, uh, Evan Neal to guard. See how it works. See what happens. Right? And if it if yeah, it doesn't I go. If it doesn't go well, then you kick them back out. Or, But at least you'll have some tape. At least you'll know what you're talking about. And I think what you're saying is absolutely 100% on the money. This is the time now where you're playing with house money, but you have five games of evaluation, okay? And if you happen to win a couple games and you put yourself in a situation where let's say, let's say you were, you're able to get a win against them. I'm, I'm going to do a what if I'm going to do a positive what if scenario and a negative positive what if scenario. And I, I hate what if scenarios. So this is going to be fun. Positive uh, what-if scenario, let's say you get a win against the Packers and you go down to New Orleans and get a win against the Saints and you split with the Eagles. And all yeah. of a sudden, all of a sudden, you're – and oh, sorry, and you beat the Rams. Mm -hmm. So that's you win – that's four wins. You're, you're now at uh, – you finish off eight, eight and nine. Okay? <laughs> what if – and and you like, you know, you that's the you're like, well, we had high expectations, it fell apart early, but we finished strong. Mm -hmm. Or the worst case scenario is, hey, we're now ex worst case scenario is you experiment with guys in different situations, put them out there to hope they can play, and you figure out you, you can do this and you can do that. I'll be a hundred percent honest with you. I think they're probably gonna get at least one more win. I think it'll probably and if, I think if it happens, it's gonna happen against New Orleans. I think the Rams. Yeah. The Rams have righted their ship, so that's to be a really tough game. Or maybe, maybe you luck out and get a win against the Eagles on the last day of the season because they're playing their cheerleaders. I yeah, but their, their cheerleaders are better than our starters, my guy. I mean, that's that's the whole. That's the well. Whole their their cheerleaders look better than our starters. Yeah, that's 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 a very fair point. Um, <laughs> but look, if you but if you look at that and you say, hey, if you're able to 
somehow get one or two games and you're able to like like we've been discussing you're elevating Tommy DeVito and you, you say okay this is going to be our this is going to be our our guy this is going to be our our our, our backup fellas uh, hey. so JC Yo, I want to the I, power I wanna, went out like on the street <laughs> like PC and G I see him right outside oh boy they're yeah, the one who called the power right <laughs> yeah they knocked on my door i guess earlier and yeah, they cut the power. So mm-hmm. I was like, "Hold on, man!" The air cut off. TV cut <laughs> off. I'm like, "Did I just blow everything?" And then I looked at my phone, and then I saw my doorbell like ten minutes ago. Sorry, guys. It's, it's all it's all good. So one of the things I was just saying before JC is, you know, we're we're, we're castrating Evan Neal in this situation, but there was an offensive lineman who the Giants fans loathed for years. Still found a way to stay in the league and now is having a lot of success. And that name is Eric Flowers. Eric Flowers got run out of this town. Yep. And and he's ha- and now he's in Miami contributing and having a great season. Starting down there. So well, some- that's the thing. That's the thing about playing in New York. Um, you don't have a lot of time here, you know, mm-hmm. like the, the fans don't have patience for you. You know, Geno Smith, uh, you know, he's revitalized his career in Seattle. He would have never did that in New York. If he, you know, he played on both New York teams, he got booed both for both franchises, you know, like it, it's crazy. And, and you look at him now and, and, you know, he made it to the pro bowl last year, you know, and he has Seattle in contention, you know, it's very difficult to play here. That's why you got to tip your hat to Eli Manning for everything that he did for as long as he, he did it for. And then his successor and Daniel Jones, even him, he's been in the hot seat ever since he got before, as soon as they said his name, he was on the hot yeah. seat. At yep. number number six overall, Daniel Jones from Duke, that kid, you know, and then all of a sudden he wins a playoff game, you know, in his what fourth season, fifth season, was it fifth season, fourth season, fourth season, fourth season. He, he, he wins a playoff game, hasn't been done to, in over ten years for the New York Giants on Eli's watch, mm-hmm. and and uh, you know you, you start you start looking like okay, the kid can play in New York, he can be a good quarterback because it, it takes a lot more than playing on field because if you struggle here they will tell you about it i've been booed plenty of times not me personally but the defense the the team i was playing on and i'm talking about the new york giants booed me and for me it's a rite of passage that's what that's what it takes sure here in new york you know you have a winning season and you play poor one night against the dallas cowboys they will boo you (laughs) you know that's just how it is so the ability to play here in new york i feel like that's why I like Tommy DeVito so much because he's not he's, he's not I don't even think he understands no. the magnitude yeah. of what's on the line every time he goes out there because he doesn't play like it. He right. plays like he don't give an f. He's having fun. fun. He's, he's having fun. fun. He's playing ball. He's Brett Favre. Yeah, yeah, he's just having he fun. Like he don't care. Yeah, like, yeah. Like I said, all right, cool. I'm gonna sit in the pocket a little bit longer next time because I want to get that. Like, bro, he's just out there balling. Right. Like, and just a quick side note: When I originally heard someone that New York drafted somebody from Duke, I was very excited to see who the Knicks got. Um, it's just very because uh, <laughs> Duke is a basketball school, so that was true. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, so go ahead, Ryan. Please finish. Oh, I was just going to say. I mean, I think you're absolutely right, right? So it's funny. Like uh, he does not realize the magnitude of the situation. He does not, and, and that's why he's being able to have some success, right? He's just Tommy Cutlets. He's playing ball. He's having his mom do his laundry and cook his dinners. You know, it, it's all good. Kids making 40 something thousand dollars a, a week, you know, <laughs> just playing ball. And, and, and 
you know, I, I kind of hope that he hangs on to that, right? Because that's going to be where his success comes from. If he can't, if he gets in his own head about what's actually happening to him, it's all going to go to shit, right? But I mean, at the, at the end of the day, if he uh, if he's able to kind of keep his mentality, continue having fun, maybe win a couple of games. If Daniel's not ready for the start of the season next year, then he will have played himself into the backup role in New York. And the other part of that too is you can tell his teammates love him. Yeah, it's and a that- spark. It's a spark that they have not had. It's been kind of dead, and this guy gives the entire fan base. Something to be, something to be. I mean, not, if not excited about, it, at least they're not pissed off about it. You know what I mean? He's he's winning a couple of games. I think these wins are mirages. Quite frankly, I hate to be the guy that rains on the parade uh, because they're against you know really bad teams. But again, that's why I said it matters what he does against Green Bay. It matters what he does against the Rams. It matters what he does against the Saints. If he can hold his own, if he can continue to improve and hold his own. He can really do well for himself uh, and and continue this sort of upswing that he's got the Giants on. JC, while you were um, you know, when you were off camera for a few minutes, we, we did, I did the worst case and best case scenario for the rest of the year, mm. and I'm sitting there. I said, you know, let's say you get a couple wins here and there. You then look at it as okay, you're you're now building, you're, you're now building and getting guys. You're figuring out what's going to be for you for the next couple of years. If you're losing games, you can experiment with things, moving a guy like Evan Neal to a guard position instead of a, a tackle position. You know, you're it's such a different type of you have so many different ways you can go these last five games. It's very interesting to see which way they're going to go. Yeah. Now's the time to find stuff out. Try different stuff, see what works, see what doesn't work. Um, you know, the 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 it's almost like a win-win in the sense that if you try something, it doesn't work, and you lose games, you get a better draft pick. If you try stuff and it does work and, and you end up winning some games, then you're in a better position to potentially, and I can't believe I'm saying this, potentially make the wild card again, right? Huh, or at it's least – It's, it's crazy, crazy how it's still alive. Right? It's crazy how it's – yeah, 100%. Um, and, and especially when you consider the Eagles team that we're meeting at the end of the year is not going to be their starters. Right, they're well, not gonna play. You you don't know that because they just lost. They they, yeah, they don't well, have the number one. They are not the number one seed right now. They are not right. the number one. So they're gonna have to fight for it most likely. And if they lose to Dallas, they're gonna be fighting for their playoff lives. That's true. That's true. I guess I'm assuming more wins for them down over the course of the next five games. If I'm looking into my crystal ball, by the time I mean, they, they got uh, Dallas tomorrow, right? Yeah, I think that's right. That's well, gonna be an Sunday. interesting one to watch. <laughs> this uh, yesterday, what was it? Yesterday, the day before, two days yeah. ago. I don't know. We're doing this as, as of this recording, they That's have right. the Cowboys tomorrow. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Look, and, and, and I'll throw something else out there, too. You know, you look at the, what the 49ers have been able to do this season, not go too off topic. But the 49ers, not only did they beat the Eagles, but they spanked yes. the Eagles. You know what surprised me the most that game is that uh, the Eagles lost to the Jets, right? Whenever that was. And, and, they have four turnovers. Jalen Hurts threw three interceptions, and that was so uncharacteristic of him. And if you you do that, you're going to lose to anybody. Right. You know, they didn't turn the ball over against the 49ers. No, and they got the brakes beat off them, like well, straight, but- like beat, like. And that was the surprising thing because that means San Francisco. They're playing at a very very high level right now. That means. San Francisco is on another level, even than 
Philadelphia Eagles and the Cowboys because they did the same thing to both of them. They beat the brakes off of both of them. So uh, I was a little bit uh, surprised by that. But at the same time, this is the NFL. Green Bay, what they did on Thanksgiving to the, to the Lions, I think that was the most surprising thing for all of us on Thanksgiving that day. Um, the reason why there's a lot going on over here, because the power cut off, right? There's fire. There's firefighters outside. <laughs> That's why I've been looking off camera. I've been looking at my cameras outside. And then I got my car just pulled up. So now my dog's like, who's that outside? <laughs> a lot going on over here, guys. But I tell you what, I'm excited about this game because it's Monday night football. The Giants have not done well on Monday night football, but I think or they have a new – a national new sense TV. of right national they have a, TV. right they have a new sense of uh a competition i think they have a new sense of uh of, of i think uh accountability mm. right now for this team and then like you said yo it comes to realization like hey i'm on a contract year like i got to i got to finish the season strong i got to play well selfishly for myself not just for the team, but for my well-being and my longevity in this league. But you know, so I think you're going to have some good football being played. I hope so because it's been some uh, it's been some snoozers. Uh, been you some know, rough not games. Even Giants has been on the side on the wrong side of a lot of beatdowns yeah. on these prime time late night games, and it's it's we're all going to be up. Me and Randy will be there. Randy knows it's. No traffic when I leave, but man, that lot that ride home was real long when you lose, man. It, it's real long, sure. it's colder, you know. It always starts to rain for some reason when the wheel <laughs> you lose, you know. So I'm just hoping for a win. So we got good weather. The drive home is fast, you know what I mean? Like it all happens that way. I said to for my sure. wife, I, I said to my wife, I said May, I don't know. Maybe it's because it's a tough season this year. It just seems like the football season hasn't ended yet. <laughs> you right. know what I mean, like, and maybe it's also because I'm knee deep in coaching basketball. But like, it just feels like football hasn't ended yet. Hey guys, we're gonna let's jump into our trivia question of the week. I know this is everyone's favorite part of the show. I know Ryan's looking forward to it. I know that JC is looking forward to this question too. So this week's question before we. Um, since we are playing the Packers, it's a Giants-Packers type of question. Oh, Before we do, no. but JC has to tell us where the food truck is this week. We're still in Jersey City? No, we actually – we're done for Jersey for now because it's cold and very mm. slow. We're down in Florida. I'm not sure of a permanent location quite yet. We're just doing events right now. We're back in Florida. The chef went back to Florida. It's cold up here, you know, and yes. anybody outside trying to order no food outside. <laughs> but we knew that was coming. So next year we're anticipating come back in the spring, possibly Jersey City, possibly Hackensack. Where, you know, now we got the lay of the land now. We understand how Jersey works. Jersey got so much red tape in everything. You know, it's like so much stuff you can't do. You got to have this there, that there, and it's just – you know, we had to figure that out. So for sure. I'm excited about it. Food Expressions, check us out on Instagram. And, uh, yeah, I'm ready for some trivia, baby. Well, before we do that, do you know where that food truck would be perfect at? My Giants. front yard? Besides, oh. your, besides Ryan's front yard? Giants, <laughs> the Giants training camp when they have the fans there. Oh, yes. yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we did the family day this past year. So next time, next year, I'm going to see if we can get them for uh, – for uh, fan appreciation day or whatever. No, just nice. when the fans are out there, right? Yep, for sure. Okay. All right, All right here's, here's trivia. Here's this week's trivia question. 
Who was the Giants' leader receiver in the division round win over the Green Bay Packers in the 2011 playoffs? Is it A, Victor Cruz, B, Hakeem Nix, C, Mario Manningham, or D, Jake Ballard? Choices again, A, Victor Cruz, B, Hakeem Nix, C, Mario Manningham, or D, Jake Ballard? I have my answer. All right. Who wants to go first? Oh, who wants to go first? I'll go. uh, Hmm. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Ryan first. Go ahead. I'm going to say C. Mario Manningham. Okay. Okay. Jason. I'm I'm going with uh, Hakeem Nix for this Mm. one. Well, the circle does get the square for JC. Got Ah! the right answer. It is Hakeem Nix, ladies and gentlemen. Well done. I think we're even now. Yeah. We are now tied, ladies and gentlemen. That's great. So, good question again this week. Next week, it's nice. gonna be, I, have to, I have to dig for a good Saints question, which maybe JC might know some answers to. I don't know. Uh, he might have. He might have the uh, the edge there. On, yeah. Uh, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> guys, guys, great show this week. Appreciate it. I know busy schedules were were killing us. Mostly me. I apologize. But guys, big blue report this sun. Oh, sorry, this Monday. JC, what times coverage start? Uh, six fifteen, I believe. Six o'clock is eight o'clock kickoff. Six, something like that. I don't know. I'm just gonna be there. <laughs> He'll be wherever and, they tell him to be. Right. And I got my fingers crossed. It's a win. It's a. It's lose lose win win. I don't know. But if it rains and it's cold, we're going upstairs. We're not gonna be outside. Mm-hmm. So that's the only thing. And if it's uh, if it's not raining and it's just really cold, we'll be outside. So. I don't know if it's a win-win, lose-lose situation. Yeah, lose-lose <laughs> because yeah, we're outside and it's cold, that's not good. And if we go upstairs and there's no fan interaction there, that's that's not good too. So it's a lose-lose situation for me this weekend. Well, hopefully the Giants won't be losing. Right. Got to make got to make that ride home a lot smoother, you know. So so check out JC Lance Meadow six fifteen on WFAN, and then you're doing the post with you, Lance, and who else is with you for post? It's me, John Schmel, Portatino, and I mean, Papa comes, Carl Banks, uh, Howard Cross jumps on. Nice. So, you know, we got the whole plethora of uh, uh, the broadcast team there. Awesome. Well, we'll check out JC on the broadcast. Uh, JC, I will see you on Monday. Ryan, I will see you later today. And guess what, well, boys? This is uh, this was it. We appreciate everyone checking out the Big Blue Report. Follow it on backsportspage.com and all your podcasts and social media platforms. We'll see you guys next week.